Hey, welcome to Living Large and Hard. Um, this is a bit of a departure. Such a departure, I've never fucking done it before. What I'm going to do is this is going to be Tales from the Hood 1. Uh, you'll hear after the intro that I started out just talking about one incident and ended up reminiscing about the good old days of violence in the hood. So this is um, Tales from the Hood Part 1. Enjoy. And let me reach over here and hit this button. Get the intro going. And it'll be more like a normal Living Large and Hard podcast. Ta. being bored and possibly annoyed, so please take the necessary precautions, because this is Living Large and Hard. Welcome. This is Living Large and Hard. Coming to you from my uh, new studio here at the Skybox, I above Route 309, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Actually, what I did is set up a little table in the corner of the bedroom slash studio permanently, so I didn't have to keep lugging a damn fucking table in from the living room. This way, when the muse strikes, when I get that urge to entertain you people, I'll do one of these instead because I, I really don't know how I entertain anybody, but I try. To give me that. Um, today I'm going to talk about a crazy big fight that I saw. I used to live in downtown Allentown, in the West End they call it. There's a very nice park from 1906. It was built with a big fountain in the center. There's even a band shell, and in that band shell you will hear the uh, occasionally the oldest brass band in America, the Allentown Band. 1856 I believe and I lived right there on the park for 10 months before I moved to the mini mansion and this park was down the street from one of the high schools in town one of the two big high schools and consequently because it was far enough from the school there was no security or police and it was also close enough to the school that everybody was still together. The tensions were still high, but there was no one to stop them from having brawls. And on the first day of school, which I had never seen anywhere, the police, because everyone would be together at school, then they'd release them all at once. And the police would actually follow the mass of students with one car per block going at a walking pace. So that was kind of a tip-off that things may be exciting. Oh, and they were. Um, There's this one time it was a, a chick fight. And uh, they were... Chick fights it can be pretty impressive. Um, 
So this one was pretty savage, actually. So the one got the better of the other and grabbed her by the hair and tried to spin her around and smash her skull into the concrete curved, curvaceous, beautiful opening to the park. Um, instead, the other one's extensions ripped out and she got flung into traffic and almost hit by a car. So that was interesting. Uh, that clicking was me leaning back in my fantastically uncomfortable chair. Because if I get too comfortable, I won't, you know, I won't have that edge. Okay. And uh, I, I would frequently read, had a great big porch on this place. It was um, half a twin, built in the 20s. Huge wooden gla and leaded glass sliding, pocket doors inside, um, stained glass. It was, it was quite the place. It was uh, cut into three different apartments, had the ground floor, and I spent a lot of time on the giant porch, which became a meeting place for the entire neighborhood, which I enjoyed very much. I was always passing out beers, having people in, that kind of stuff. Many um, of you who know me or have known me over time, you're not going to find that surprising in the least. Uh, so, yeah, so the porch became a community center. <laughs> but anyway, I'd be out there, I'd, I'd read a lot. And one day I was out reading, and I noticed that it had gotten quieter than quiet. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Um, but if you're out on a snowy night, oh, it's quieter than quieter. There's that slight white noise from the snow. Um, also, like a very light drizzle will do that. Make it quieter than quiet. So I was sitting on the porch and I realized it was quieter than quiet. And I looked up and the reason it was quieter than quiet was because there were hundreds, hundreds, and I'm not exaggerating, of students um, on both sides of the street, um, completely covering both sidewalks and uh, in the city here, there's a little strip that ordinarily doesn't have grass. It's a couple feet wide. They had that covered and onto the lawns and over at the park side. And I marked my place in my reading material because I knew shit was going to break loose. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. I could They could see that one side of the street was I and the other side of the street. And um, I was like four houses from the corner and they got to the, there's an intersection there and they got to the intersection and you could see like uh, the far side of the street, the park side of the street start curving in and then my side of the street started curving in and then they started circling like a weather pattern on the weather radar. And that's when I reached for my phone. And I learned living in the hood, you never, you never call the police from a vantage point of anyone seeing you because then you're a snitch and a rat and life's not pleasant for you or the windows in your domicile. So I went inside, uh, called the police and said there's a fight, even though there wasn't one at that point, and went back outside to see what was happening. By that point, there was nobody really, they were kind of funneling down this side street. Again, hundreds of, of high school students. So they were funneling down the side street and then behind where I lived, there was an alley and there was a garage and I called the top of the garage Tower Beach 
I, I would go up and I ran up on Tar Beach and they were in the alley and that's where shit was getting ready to go off. Um, there was some, there were some scuffles, scuffles here, scuffles there. And I looked to my left from my vantage point up there and um, I pulled my phone out again and I said, now, now the fight that was called in at Fulton and Turner is now in the alley. And they said, okay, thank you. And they said, is there, you know, is anyone hurt? I said, well, not yet. And then I was kind of look, trying to look, make myself invisible. Six, three white guys standing on a, on a garage roof with hundreds of people, hundreds of um, high school students. Didn't work real well because between my feet, as I looked down to make myself invisible while I'm talking on the phone, a piece of concrete. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell how big it was because I'm sure it wasn't as big as I thought it was. But the fact that it was big enough that it really made a loud noise and the fact that someone was pissed enough that I was up there on the phone to throw it up onto the roof uh, made me tell the dispatcher that I had to go because they were throwing pieces of concrete at me. And they said, okay, thank you, be safe. <sighs> you know, that kind of concern from a uh, civic employee just really warms your heart. So once the phone was away, uh, shit was kind of going off and the attention was off me. And for some reason there was this, he looked, he looked like Joe Frazier. He was built like Joe Frazier and he looked to be about as fucking old as Joe Frazier. This guy, I don't know what he was doing in this mess. He was definitely the oldest by twice the age of everybody else. So he's down there squaring up to my left, down below, off like one house over. And he's squaring off against two of the high school kids. And I see and everybody saw it except Joe Frazier. <laughs> this kid comes up behind him and fucking blindsides him, cocks him in the fucking jaw with a left from behind. And man, he, he fucking crumbled. He went right down and a cheer went up. Um, I would say huzzah, but that's not exactly what was said because this fight was not happening in the Middle Ages. It's happening in the middle of the afternoon a couple of years ago. But anyway, so he went down, crowd went nuts, and then I heard the boop, 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 boop. That's the sound of the police. Yep, here they come. And uh, not wanting to get out in the midst of, you know, hundreds of hopped up teens, they're on their loudspeaker Clear the area. Everybody will clear the area. Clear the area. Boop, 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 boop. And make sure they get the fuck out of there so they don't really have to deal with anything. So everybody scatters. Um, I relinquish my post on Tar Beach and uh, head down. And when I get down from Tar Beach, I go to go into my apartment. And there were still um, excited teens in a excited state running kind of finally like pew, 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 shooting past going from the alley back up to the main street to the park get the fuck out of there and there was also a bloody t-shirt right there in the path so that was interesting um that's the notable fight that i saw there was another one i told you about the uh yeah the, the, the young ladies young ladies having a blast doing that 
kind of trying to kill each other thing. Uh, when I moved down the street to the mini mansion, there was frequently fights there because it was, why? It was a grade school. Uh, they also, one day I missed it. I was out walking around, got back and the cops were there. It turns out there was a guy with a machete there. There was a summer where that was the thing down the hood, running around with a machete. Um, another time I was in the back of the mini mansion in the kitchen and I saw a police car creep by and I thought I knew the cop. There was a cop that he would just come step over my fence, come inside, have uh, coffee, hang out. And I thought I should go see what he's up to down the alley. Um, probably wasn't quite a show. It may not have worked out the way I wanted because what they did, they found there was another guy with a machete, not this guy that was at school. This is a different guy with a machete. And he wasn't the only one that year. Like I said, it was the year of the machete. Um, so he was down the alley behind my house and over one block, which means, you know, halfway in the next block. Well, now, now you know. And he would not put the machete down. And he threatened the police. And they shot him eight times. Shot his jaw off. And he still wouldn't go down. So the conjecture was he was on something. Yeah. Whatever that was, man, you ever have those days when you just can't wake up? Yeah, I bet that would do the trick. <laughs> I mean, you do want to keep your jaw, but, you know, there's that. Um, so, yeah, in the front of the mini mansion, there was a... a I saw a... Uh, what had to be a gang beat in heard a commotion and looked outside and there was a couple dozen teens and they were holding somebody and they were on the move but they had him in a crucifix you know like a crucifixion hold with his arms stretched and people were running up and hitting him in the face and in the gut and yelling and he wasn't really trying to get away so i'm guessing it was a gang beat in because he, he just seemed to be i wouldn't say savoring it but he didn't seem to be trying to get the fuck out of there uh, police showed up, man, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't know they were coming. They were so, someone saw them and dropped scatter. It was, it was impressive the way that those couple dozen people could just fucking, and yeah, the guy that was getting beat in, he didn't go an opposite way that everybody else did. He went with them. So also added to my theory that it was a gang beat in. And there was another time. Uh, there was a brawl at the school, older kids, and wow, one guy was just getting the shit beat out of him. And they chased him into the street, which was not uncommon, and cars were coming, which was extremely common because it was a busy street. And they stopped in time so the guy didn't get hit, and the one dude came out when they were pounding that guy and grabbed him and body slammed him right in the street. And then the son of my neighbor, who was like this little, she was like four feet seven, this lady, and she shrunk every year. And she had these creepy dolls in the windows of her apartment, which was facing my, the side of my house with the yard. She'd have these creepy dolls like a, like a pony and, uh, you know, the, just the staring dolls. But anyway, it was her son, and he was coming with his kids and he said leave him alone 
And so then everybody turned on him, including the guy that was getting his fucking ass body slammed in the street when he already had a bloody lip. And uh, I talked to that guy, and he said, yeah, every time that those kids would see him down at the high school, they would give him shit. So I, I learned not to get involved. Um, I'm no hero. Nope, not a hero. Um, I don't even I don't even play one on this podcast. I'll fess up to being a chicken shit. I did stop some guy from slapping a woman on a New York City. I think he was hitting her arm. Uh, New York City subway platform. I was on the way my way over there before I even knew what I was doing, and I said, "Excuse me." And the guy turned around. And I went, "Oh, he was just like you could tell he was." That shit fucking crazy. Which is not what you want with third rails and trains. That kind of stuff. But anyway, um, that ended up okay. He, he stopped striking the lady. <sighs> anyway, um, there was another time. There was three gentlemen in the, school, uh, the grade school. And one had a blunt. One had... A tall boy in a can. And the other one was just along for the ride, I guess. So, not that I really cared, but I enjoyed seeing the show. <laughs> so I went inside and I called. And uh, grabbed a beer myself. And went back out, sit on the side stoop. And by the time I got back out with my beer, the cops were there. And the one guy with the tall boy, he was reaching for the garbage can. And he was about a foot away with his tall boy. And the, he was on school property when he reached in for the garbage can. And the cops going, don't you dare drop that in there. And uh, then my phone rang. So I went back inside. I go, hello? He goes, yeah, this is Sergeant so-and-so. What's up, Mike? I go, uh, nothing much. He goes, you know where the guy that Blunt went? <laughs> yeah, he's right here. Fucking great shit. No, I said, I don't know. I went inside to call you guys and uh, lost track of him. He goes, oh, okay, thanks a lot. God, now that I'm talking, I don't always talk. Now that I'm remembering these things, there was another time uh, I, I heard, don't you fucking move. That's all I need, really need to hear. And then I heard running. So turn off the TV, look out the window, and here comes this guy. He's crouched down. He's holding his pants up and his hat on and hoofing it. And behind him is a cop in a windbreaker, a regular cop, and a fat cop. And the fat cop trips, drops his flashlight. Flashlight rolls under the car. Fat cop just rolls. Kid hits the corner at my yard, books around the corner, and gone. I actually was looking out my back window, seeing if I could rat him out again for the show. But yeah, he was hauling ass. It was impressive. Um, then there was the time... Again, I just heard, you just hear commotion sometimes. And I look, and out on the corner is a car that stopped in the middle of the intersection. There's a car up on the sidewalk that hit a telephone pole. There was a guy across the street with a cop holding him down. And it said, why'd you run? And he goes, because I was scared. And the cop said, shut the fuck up. And it turned out they had drugs in the car and a gun. That was good. And there was another time I was sitting in, in the living room in front of the fire 
and I heard honking and then a car alarm. Heard that all the time. Didn't give a fuck. Then I heard kaboom. Didn't seem that close. Heard that. Eh, not all the time. I, oh, jeez, I could do one on explosions. I think I will. Um, so I just, here, I'm going to waste this one because i got to put this in the other one. But anyway, then I hear sirens. And the sirens are getting close. I could actually tell, I would gauge sirens in my sleep if they were close or not, if it was worth totally waking up. I would wake up like 37.5% and listen to the siren. And if it was close, it's like when I hear gunshots. And then I would wait. And if I don't hear sirens, then eh, just gunshots. Must be nobody got hit. Um, or they didn't live to dial 911, whatever. So at this point, I look and things are kind of orange outside. Um, and I get up. And actually walk to the window and look. And there's a car on fire in the school parking lot across the street. So not only was I so jaded that a car alarm didn't mean shit to me. Also an explosion didn't mean shit to me. And sirens barely meant anything to me. So by the time I looked, the uh, car was totally engulfed. And what had happened is some dudes ripped off a pizza guy. Weren't satisfied just with the pizza they had to take the car to so that's what that was and they weren't even satisfied with the fact that they got the car they had to light it on fire now that's uh that's a full night's fun right there anyway thanks for listening you can get a hold of me at shit for brains at gmail x-i-t-f-e-r brains soundcloud you can comment if you're listening there if you're listening through the link at uh, facebook that's through the soundcloud one you can comment in there. You can message me, Mike or Max Marvin, on Facebook. You can DM me, Living Large and Hard, on Instagram. And as always, from high above Route 309, that traffic noise you always hear, because there's a big fucking highway right outside. Um, high above Route 309 here at the Skybox at my new studio, which is an even tinier table in the corner and at least I don't have to set up and take it down all the time um, Allentown, Pennsylvania let's listen to some more of that traffic and get out of here hey, thanks for listening talk to you later <laughs>